It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Go Birds episode number 59 right here on radio.com and of course sports radio 94 WIP both Jackson sign here one is the star one is the fans everybody want nope that didn't make sense at all but we're gonna go with it anyway one is the one that the fans really wanted um but I don't uh, I think one of these guys should we should be paying way more attention to as it is uh, John Barshan of course the lovely the beautiful James Seltzer on the other end via Skype old school what's it going on buddy Old school, Johnny. This is fun. And, I, and I'm with you. Look, and I think ultimately when you look at the amount of money being paid to each, I think the Eagles are with us as well. But <laughs> right. look, I mean, I mean, people have been talking about Deshaun Jackson coming back to Philly literally since the day he was out the door, Bartard. So yep. you would expect you would expect this type of response. Yeah. And um there should be excitement this time around, you know, and for a lot of people that have was like, God, have you, you know, yeah, and you're right. It's just every off season, well, you know, what about either signing for or trading for or whatever? And actually, um, I had heard that the Patriots were actually interested in trading for Deshaun Jackson, at least uh, towards the deadline, excuse me, last year. So I, that could have changed a lot of a lot of different fortunes as it goes along. But instead, um he ends up just basically for uh, a swap in, in different years, and the Eagles will pick up an extra seventh in 2020, and uh, and uh, the uh, the of course the uh, Bucks are going to hold on to a six round draft pick from the Eagles. Which, listen, uh, for me personally, James, I say it's a a different go around because he doesn't have to be the guy, and that was always my biggest thing when Deshaun left. It was recrafting his career into a different moment like outside of miracle at the meadowlands there isn't a game that you can think of that you go oh remember when deshaun put the team on his back and they won or like just give it to deshaun and he'll he's gonna win this game for you like i couldn't think of any of those moments outside of the punt return and he's just not that guy and when he was here he had to be that guy and uh down in tampa bay is a prime example and 
I saw it live, and we all saw it on TV. It is it is time to bring back Max coverage, you know, two-man route, and just let him go beat a safety or two or three corners or whatever it takes. And with him and Alshon, and honestly, I'll probably argue for this a little later, but um, I, I know that, or at least I have a feeling that the Eagles are are going to move on from from Nelson Aguilar. I kind of hope that they don't because I love this core, James. And honestly, if you have to extend Nelson Aguilar to two or three years, if he's willing to do that, I would rather do that and and keep Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, and Nelson Aguilar is a pretty good, a, a fantastic group of wide receivers. Yeah, I think it's a great group. I agree. I think in both cases, you know, I think you don't want Deshaun to be your number one go-to guy and you don't want Aguilar to have to as we saw this past season that I don't think he's an outside receiver at least not now he's not strong enough he didn't get enough separation at the line all that type of stuff so I think it puts both receivers in their best position to succeed we we know that Nelson Aguilar can have success in the slot in this offense with Carson Wentz as quarterback so um, I'm with you there and I, I think just to the Deshaun point like you said, both you and I have been, for the most part, against bringing Deshaun backs and back over the last few years when these types of conversations have come up. But it's the perfect time, John. And I would have been fine last year if it had been a similar type yeah. of situation and they had found a way to do it. But um, he's exactly what they need. It's exactly what this offense needs. They missed this last year. They didn't have that threat down the field. And it turned into more of a dink and dunk type offense. And that's not the type of offense that they like to be. That's not the offense they want to be. If you think about 2017 when Wentz was most successful, they were bombing the ball downfield. They were quick strike. They were a high impact type of offense. And Deshaun Jackson just does that for this offense immediately. It's what they've been missing. He's the best in football at that one particular thing, and he still is. That's the most amazing thing. We saw it firsthand against Tampa. Malcolm Jenkins makes a tiny mistake, but Deshaun was just gone, and he still can get behind people. He still is as good as I've ever seen it, tracking a ball in the air and adjusting his body to it. But I think just on a most basic level, John, kind of like you alluded to, is is they really needed this specific type of guy. And even at the age he's at, they got the guy who's the best at it in football. And, and oh, by the way, also seems like really excited, has wanted to come home for a long time. So you hope that those five years away have matured him and maybe he's going to be a bit of a, a better impact on the team as a whole regardless. But I think from a football perspective, he's a perfect fit. Yeah, and, and honestly, I can hear, uh, you know, Shady's the grit in his teeth right now. He's like, son of a bitch, how come he gets to go back? How come I got to be... John, you know he is. You know Shady's like, damn it. I I can't even get Antonio Brown to join me out here, and they're trading for DJX to go back to where I want to be. You know who I got to hang out with? I got to hang out with fucking Frank Gore. That's, that's what I got to do. I got to <laughs> hang out with Frank Gore in Buffalo. I've been to Applebee's too many times already. There's nothing left to do here. So, yeah, absolutely. Like Make that was, babies, buddy. Make yeah. babies. That's the Jordan Matthews way. If you need uh, baby-making advice, yeah, Jordan Matthews is one. But, uh, Deshaun, if you're out there, excuse me, LaShawn, if you're out there, uh, you know, James has made a made a baby himself, and it's, it's new. So you got to get in on that uh, as soon as possible. I would say that, uh, all joking aside, though, this is – this is just a, a, another in, driving home the point of basically you saying like they they've been searching for this ever since he kind of left and 
like it really sucks because I thought, you know, uh, Shelton Gibson had a really good chance to do something like that. Torrey Smith had a chance to do something like that. Mike Wallace, uh, uh, Mac Hollins, uh, on and on and on. And they've tried a lot. And it's just that's the, the one undeniable thing about Deshaun Jackson is he is, at least in my lifetime, with my own two eyes on a football field, one of the best deep threats that I've ever seen in my life and probably the best I've ever seen in my life in the ball tracking and all that. We know that's there. We also know that he's just – you know, he will disappear and that he is selfish and that fits the, the core of most wide receivers. And to me, my only real concern is as long as Deshaun's okay with just playing in that role, which he basically was in Tampa, and he's a little older, he's matured a little, uh, and it's just, you know, there's there's nothing like uh, he has to be, the like we saying before, the main guy that's got to solve a wide receiver problem. This is kind of like sorting through uh, the wide receivers. And honestly, if they do, even me saying like, hey, Nelson Aguilar, I hope he sticks around, I'm not actually sure how they're going to uh, maneuver a lot of these wide receiver uh, salaries right now, honestly. And, and, and Nelson seems to be the guy, so I don't have an, another answer there. But there has to be another – do you think there's another corresponding move with this, right? I mean, they have like – $28 million, I think, tied up in, in wide receivers. I'm going to double-check that as uh, as I go to Spotrack. But uh, um, I, I they're, they're probably going to need another one after this anyway, right? I mean, even if Nelson Aguilar is here, there's still a lot of question marks behind them, James. Yeah, there certainly is. I mean, you, you know, we don't know if Matt Collins is going to be anything or can be anything for them. Shelton Gibson, like you said, who the hell knows? Um, which also makes you wonder if they can afford to let Aguilar go along those same lines as well. But um, like you said, it is a, a fair amount of money there. Here's the thing with the cap stuff, at least from my perspective. I, I, look, I'm never a fan of just having blind loyalty to people who run our teams. I think it is smart to question decisions. That, that's what we do. That's what we're here for and all that type of stuff. But when it comes to the cap and maneuvering the cap, I have 100% blind faith, blind loyalty to Howie Roseman. I just trust that he's got it, like that he will figure out and that he will not put it in a position where, you know, oh, it looks like a lot on wide receiver. Eh, Howie's got it. Like that. that's my philosophy. <laughs> ridiculous but when it comes to that type of stuff when it comes to the cap specifically like i just think he's got it i think he'll be able to figure out whether it's finding ways to transfer things into signing bonuses or this or that or whatever he finds a way he knows how to work around it so from the cap perspective it doesn't worry me that much but from a a talent perspective i do agree with you that you know assuming Aguilar stays that's a hell of a top three but you know they're certainly lacking you know, there's not much to count on after that. Yeah, I and I just mean in terms of allocation of resources and not necessarily well, that too, capture, I just clarifying. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I trust Howie. I trust Howie. Absolutely. Like, I'm not um, – there's there's a plan. There's always a plan, and this is honestly – that's, you know, oh, my gosh, Michael Bennett, and how could they? And then, you know, a couple of – you know what's funny about that, just to, as I get sidetracked? I mean, people really did question, speaking of that, Michael Bennett for the first 24 hours of that happened, and then all it took was a couple of lines, I think, from Howard and from Rube, and then everybody goes, oh, okay, cool, team chemistry, uh, they won a Super Bowl uh, without him anyway, and then it's <laughs> suddenly like, is it is an okay move? Only I, Well, what, what I'll say to that before you get to here, I will say that Dave Spadaro had oh, a pretty strong – <laughs> yeah, at the Birdstown Hall today. I mean, he was just like, he's like, I can't say anything, but like, 
he was he was pretty he basically intimated that like michael bennett did not fit in that locker room one way or another. <laughs> yes. He intimated that they didn't like Michael Bennett, that yeah. he was an asshole. And think about it this way, in the sense that when that trade, when we got Michael Bennett from Seattle, everyone's like, oh, we gave up a fifth and Matt fucking Tobin or whatever it was. <laughs> like, you know, Marcus Johnson, whatever the trade was. So, you know, but I think at the same time, now seven back, Seattle's not a stupid organization. You know, they're no. not maybe, you know, Howie running them. What, what? But um, <laughs> I think that, you know, there's a reason that they were only able to get a fifth for him, too. Uh, you know, just look, he, he has some trouble fitting in the locker rooms. It is what it is. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, this is coming across uh, the Honey Badger's heading to Kansas City. Woo! Just saw that. Break- breaking news. How about you? That's good for them. That's a nice signing for them. It's a lot of money, though. $42 million over the next 42 three million. years. My goodness. Uh, that's a that lot of money. That is so much money. That is a <laughs> lot of money. Uh, but... Uh, what were we saying? I got so sidetracked. This day has been nuts. Can I just say that? Like, I'm we're constantly just feeding ourselves uh, right here on Twitter, and there's just uh, all these different things that are kind of popping up here. Oh yeah, Michael Bennett being an asshole. Yeah, that's. I mean, I thought it, it, Spuds gave the 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 hardest. Let's just say it's chemistry. I'll leave that there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was just like yeah. it was. Yeah, it was very strong. I thought Spuds in general was was outstanding yeah. today. If you want to go back, they podcasted every hour. Go back and listen to Spuds. He was very strong on certain things where it wasn't him just – you could tell there was a knowing glint in his eye when he was saying some of these things. So, yeah, can I-, I mean, he said – no chance there. He said 0% on Lev Bell. He implied that mm-hmm. they would have some interest in running backs potentially, whether through the draft or, or um, signing. Um, also had some interesting stuff. He implied that they might, they probably would do the Deshaun Jackson. He, he could see that happening, but not at $10 million a year. Seemed like he nailed that. Um, certainly worth listening to, I'd say. Always, as a reminder... This podcast will continue to remind you because everybody just, for whatever reason, everybody makes or did at one point, I don't think it's as bad anymore, makes fun of Spuds. And one, don't do that because he's one of the most genuine guys that I know and have met I, and, I and you worked with him. Yeah. I love him. Uh, secondly, he always knows what he's talking about. Like every signal of every move that has ever been made has gone through Dave Spadaro's mouth or his fingers on the block listen and I, that's the first thing I do I go okay what are they doing because Spuds is basically telling you what they're doing uh, this is a pro Spuds podcast there will be no slander and uh, that's all I have to say about that uh, I I am really excited for the second coming of Deshaun Jackson back here for a lot of different reasons do you, it, it was I uh, I was thinking a lot as I was driving down here today James that uh, that was such a crazy time, and that's what kicked off the craziness. If anybody thinks at one point in time that you've gotten into an Eagles debate on Twitter and it went on forever and it wouldn't stop and there was just n- nothing but barrages, every day you would open it up and it was the same argument split 12 different ways, that was the worst time to be an Eagles fan. Like, it was just everybody was on certain sides. And, like, and, and uh, I remember, James, that because we knew the folks that we knew at the time we knew what was going on way more than than the public did and the funny thing is now it's kind of come full circle and we're working with elliot and i know he's getting a lot of shit today uh but that 
I, I don't know how Elliot feels because this is, and I tweeted at the time, and we said it at the time, so it is literally no different. But that article did nothing to persuade the Eagles whatsoever. Like that's, Nope, it was happening no matter what. That cut had already been made a month and a half beforehand. That was yeah, it. Yeah, the article was the article was very likely. Oh, it was the, it was the umbrella of disguise. Exactly, it was one hundred percent that. Yes. And and I, I have honestly not talked to Elliot about it since that day. And I I do want to have a conversation with him because I and I've literally told this to him his face as well. So it's not like I'm not saying anything that I haven't already told him. That article didn't say anything in it. It, and that's the other big thing about this, too, is just I remember thinking that and saying that and people yelling at me for it, but it didn't say anything. It didn't. It was everyone. It took on a life of its own. The moment it hit Sports Center, that was it. And the headline, boy, did that screw him because that's all it was, just on and on and on. And it was just figuring out, you know, whatever. It's really interesting to go back and read that and go, there's nothing here that's saying he's a gang member or anything it's just it's just talking to people at least that's how i remember it but uh yeah it was that was awful and like that's that set up a, a future of arguments forever amongst everybody even after chip left and just like we were saying at the beginning of the podcast that's the the the, the symbolization of Deshaun Jackson is so much larger than the actual player, and it just magnified and magnified and magnified because the Eagles got bad and bad and bad. And then you hear, you know, uh, Michael Vick and every and Deshaun Jackson on the the Sims and Lefko or now the now defunct Sims and Lefko podcast, but like you know, telling the stories of man, like we really thought we could take the Super Bowl on next year and all this other different stuff. Plus, like the the return of it too. Uh, it's so much of a like the Eagles went through so many quarterback problems after that 2010 season and you know 13 and uh, on and on and on after that it was just a mad scramble and that was the other hard part about being an Eagles fan at the time because God it made you fight about fucking Sam Bradford hi hello that's my that's me I did that for, for, forever and you're it, the Sam Bradford guy I'm John. the Sam Bradford Think about guy. that. Forever, I'm the Sam Bradford guy forever. <laughs> but that's what it does. Like all of that crap just makes you so crazy. And and guess what? Like there are a lot of who would you say is is the equivalent to that right now, James? If uh, like Washington, I feel that th- that's kind of what's going on there. It's oh, w- it's way worse in Washington. Washington yeah. is is. I mean, that's just a, a it's a disaster dumpster fire. I mean, and has been for a long time. That's what, when I first heard about the Landon Collins sign, my buddy said, oh, that sucks. He's going to Washington. I'm like, eh, that means his career's over. <laughs> I mean, he is, he is meaningless. Like, is it just is, that's where good players go to die. Man. So, no, the- I think, I think a good comp, it's a great question. I mean, it was, you're right in the sense that it was like dysfunction and mediocrity yeah. and the hope for more. And it was, so incredibly frustrating, but I, Washington, I feel like, is another level. Yeah, and at fourteen million dollars a year for Landon Collins, I'll never, I never thought I'd say this ever, James. Dave Gettleman, you were right. You were right to walk away. That's ridiculous. For well, let's not give safety. Gettleman too much credit. There's no one on the planet who who would have given him that contract except for Washington. <laughs> well, true, but I, and I and I guess I have to hold Gettleman's feet to the fire because, like, how do you not get a draft pick for Landon Collins and then have him work out a deal somewhere else? But uh, yeah, I mean, like that's that's the other beauty part of 
Uh, I know we're going all over the place, but the NFC East is like Cowboys haven't really done much of anything, and it's only day one of tampering, and you can see who's involved and who's not. But like this is it's it's a lot of like where hype you know loses out in the regular season, but it's also where your season is is won as well. Like Patriots had a really good day without really doing much of anything. They're getting two third round comp picks because they <laughs> they made two guys look amazing and then they don't need them and they move on and like the the cog continues for the patriots and everybody will suck bill belichick's dick and we're we're right back there too and then he can take all those picks and literally blow them because he's terrible <laughs> he's a lot worse a lot of, at that's drafting. a lot of blow jobs you, were just you know it wasn't wasn't blow i meant actually like blow draft picks because uh, okay you know, okay got you. Got you. you can i i don't okay. mind anybody can you know <laughs> <laughs> do what they want to uh try and get go uh, go get good players but um. Yeah, it's. I'm I just. It might I, be against the rules, John. It I'm might not be. Sure. Might, oh, that part of it. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even thinking straight today. I'm a lot of a lot of a lot of phrasings going on. Uh, I um. Uh, th- this is this is just like where you can see where good teams are trying to stay good and you and and you can laugh immediately at a, at a lot of things that you know even the, the what the Raiders are doing is just kind of. Out of nowhere. I just like what the Eagles have done so far, and this is just barely the tampering period. I mean, a lot of stuff even happened before we even got to Monday. This is this has so far been a been a great offseason, and that leads us to uh well, let me <laughs> sorry, James, I know we're bouncing all over the place. What were you thinking when Deshaun Jackson during that time in 2015? Um, I look, I think it was uh, it's like you said, we we knew it was coming for a while. People had told us that that he was absolutely gone. And um, so I think it was kind of a different experience for us in the sense that we were for when everyone else was losing their minds about this and saying, what the, you know, fuck are the Eagles doing and all this type of stuff. We had already had time to process it and to come to grips with it. And I think therefore we had a little bit of a different perspective on it at the time. So, but the thing I remember the most is the anger. (laughs) That's what I remember the most. I remember how mad people were that that this happened and how many people didn't believe the stories or i mean people just thought chips getting rid of people and that's the way it felt and it was uh man it was crazy it was definitely a crazy day when it finally came out when you know the elliot story came and and it was just it was nuts yeah it was uh and, and and the other thing is like i remember there were there were so many other things that happened even before then with Andy and Joe Banner and Howie and Jeffrey Lurie and players in that locker room, like it wasn't fun, you know. Like that was the other missed part of that. It wasn't fun for a lot of people, but a, a lot of things changed, including you know Deshaun. And it's just I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't I don't think that you know it's gonna. I don't think this is an over the top move. I don't think this is like hey the Eagles are now Super Bowl contenders and a lot of other different factors go into that, but. Um, certainly, certainly excited for it. Getting to Malik Jackson, which is to me the better Jackson, the better Jackson, the more talent, the, the everything that's that's happening here, man. I thought, well, first of all, when Adam Schefter <laughs> said uh, three years, ten million, I go, whoa, what? Uh, they got him for you know, like three point four million dollars a year. That can't be uh, can't be right. And we were on the air when it happened, but ten uh, ten million dollars, you know. Uh, a year is uh, is about the market price for him, but I think Eagles fans are really in for a treat here, James. I mean, this guy 
kills quarterbacks and creates so much noise in the middle, and you're just sitting there thinking like, well, if you're going to slide to Fletcher Cox, then what are you going to do about Malik Jackson? I mean, like he's been he's wrecking shop like his entire career, and you know, a, a disappointing season last season, and uh, the Jaguars just had to sign Nick Foles, so that's where they're kind of at. But I'm I'm really really excited for the uh, the pair of these guys here, James. Yeah, me too, man. Malik Jackson, 29 years old. There's a lot of talent still left in this guy, and we've seen what he could do on the big stage. Um, you know, certainly was in the running for that Super Bowl MVP that Von Miller won. And um, I, I look, the biggest takeaway for me from this, and and it was funny when we were on the air at the uh, Birdstown Hall, and we all thought it was uh, three years, ten million. We're like, oh, he's a fucking wizard! <laughs> Holy shit! Are you fucking serious? Like it was like we were losing our minds. Uh, less cursing, but. Um, I think that, look, we've seen what it's like when you get an elite pass rushing defensive tackle next to Fletcher Cox. You know, I mean, we all remember when when Jernigan was healthy and what that looked like. It's terrifying for defenses. Absolutely impossible to defend, especially when you add in Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett coming back, Chris Long, we're assuming probably going to be back. I'm sure they're going to add more defensive line, defensive end. Another thing Spuds alluded to that they were going to do. They were putting a lot of resources into that this offseason. So um, I, I just think that Malik Jackson is a perfect fit. Again, we're going with with how good a fit Deshaun Jackson is. That was the thing I liked about what the Eagles did today with these moves is that they not only got impact players, but they got impact players at positions where they really need impact players. I mean, right going before today, uh, the only other defensive tackle on this roster was. Is Trayvon Hester still on the roster? Oh, yeah. He's I don't still know. Yeah. That's the point. They don't have defensive tackles outside of Fletcher Cox. Adding Malik Jackson at what I think is a very fair price for his talents. Uh, I, I was ecstatic, John. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, you know, I think he's a, a little overrated in terms of just like where he is uh, against the run. And I've, I've seen that take a couple of times across the timeline. But, you know, that'd give me an opportunity to go back and, hey, watch some highlights and film and. Uh, and all sorts of stuff uh, with with him, but like he is just a monster of of just constant. Like his, I know like motor is is constantly said, but that's exactly what he is. It's just never gives up. Has way more speed than he should to uh, should uh, for you know a D tackle, much like Fletcher Cox's, and uh, the pair of them together, and and it still ends up being cheaper than. Tim Jernigan's original contract and, you know, whatever happened there is unfortunate. But And that was something that the Inside the Birds guys had said. I actually, now, when you have this, I wouldn't mind at all because the door is apparently still a little bit open and they're just kind of monitoring what happens in in the the rest of free agency here. But if Tim Jernigan is willing to come back, you know, in this scenario, I think this changes a lot of things. But, man, if you want to have rotations of, of Tim Jernigan and Malik Jackson in here, I'm all for it, and to the point of, I know there are some people that are thinking this too, and I agree with you, there's nothing wrong with having Michael Bennett and Malik Jackson in here, and I guess, you know, as we said earlier, it's kind of up to that that whole chemistry thing, and you know, how bad was he in the locker room, that would have been amazing, but uh, you still get just uh, a lot of a lot of great production out of these guys, and I'm I'm very, very excited to see kind of what they do here, but does that leave again the door open to uh Vinnie Curry's coming back because that kind of makes sense to me we're that's, getting the band get back together that's Johnny. right free Vinny 
Free to Sean. All the people who want to come home, just come on home. <laughs> uh, Let's take anyone. Yeah, this is. Uh, they heard Bruce Harper sign and they said, "Shit, I gotta get back to Philly." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. Uh, oh man, there's a Bryce Harper tweet out there. That's uh, yeah. I don't. I hope you've seen it already. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I hope oh, you saw. Oh, buddy. You talking about losing your mind when you see Bryce Harper? And uh, a certain television personality replying to each other. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, I was feeling it. And that uh, certain somebody sounds like one of the third members of that somebody on this podcast. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's always <laughs> Philadelphia is uh, is going back and forth with Bryce Harper. It's pretty sweet. Um, I uh, what's Harper's, uh, and Harper's just playing into it perfectly because he's too good to be true. He's like a PR dream sent from heaven who knows exactly what we want to hear at every moment um i uh what what's next james what do you think is is gonna you know start oh, well, trickling real quick, in here real quick let's not forget to mention the uh the bodyguard is back john oh yeah my goodness the bodyguard is back um that's a uh, again another I'm good with it it's fine he took a pay cut well that's all we said we said just take a pay cut bro he took a pay cut i'm okay with it there is uh what it's like five and a, it ends up being five and a half with incentives that can get to 10 i think that's Correct. what it was said so there's really no other solutions at least not uh, that were you know on the roster currently and i know that there's aspirations in the draft and so much and so forth and when trent brown is making way too much money in oakland then you just go well what else is left? And he's still an above-average tackle. Um, he is not a full-time broadcaster that came out of retirement to have his team beg him to come back on the team because <laughs> you like, have literally no depth at all. And for the record, I didn't come up with this, and I forgot who did, but uh, Jason Peters is still a better tight end than uh, than Jason Witten, obviously. And uh, I uh, – yeah, there <laughs> – Listen, you should, you got to you got to turn on his practice college tape and go tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> there is uh, I I, uh, I also made the declaration that uh, you know Jordan Mailata would be uh, starting by week ten because of this as as well. I think he's the next guy up, and I I think he ends up being the backup tackle. That's how I think between him and and, and JP, I think that's going to be solid enough, and everybody's going well. John, how can you say that he's never played a snap? I just have a feeling, uh, and you know the Eagles really love him, and that's not new news. But I think Milata is is, is going to be ready for a backup role uh, starting this year, James. Yeah, I agree. Look, uh, enough people who really know football think he's going to be awesome. That it has won me over. Uh, you know, you hear everyone who it's like all the people who have played football are just dying to tell you how great Jordan Milata is. So. Um, that's enough for me to hear. It seems like he's picked up the moves pretty quickly. I think we all knew from an athletic perspective, he absolutely had the physical gifts and abilities to do it. I mean, you could argue he's one of the best athletes in the NFL and certainly one of the, um, most in shape people in the NFL at his size, the, the strength, the lack of body fat, all that type of stuff. Uh, and for him, it's, it's all about the technique as we've always talked about stepping in and, um, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about how it's a good thing because they can build them from the ground up and no bad habits and all that. And, and I'm usually a believer in those types of things. So um, I, I just think there's so much positivity around that guy and what what he showed in his first year here and first year with their coaching that I'm with you. I, I think he I think he's their plan. I, you know, you don't know if it's ever going to work out or not, but I think long term he's their what they're hoping can work at left tackle. Uh, certainly, and um, I'm just looking at this from uh, Spotrack as well. 
uh, seven plus hours into the first tampering day of the 2019 league year, and they've already set a market reset with the highest average paid contracts for an offensive tackle center, which is Jason Kelsey, inside linebacker CJ Mo or no. Uh, that would ended up being oh yeah Jesus Quan Alexander who made like fourteen million dollars today nickel corner in safety Quan. position yeah they they all went up they all went up today like it is it is a new market and that is that leads me to my my very last thing here James the Eagles absolutely if it is in their minds absolutely have to do two things one do not trade for Jordan Howard because I will have a shit fit and that is just a waste of draft picks for somebody that you can get literally anywhere. Two, you must extend Carson Wentz this offseason right now. Like, it just I, – I hear everyone's theory on, like, hey, man, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen. But you didn't really know that about a lot of these contracts either. You didn't know that Fletcher Com- – or you had an idea that Fletcher Cox was going to be that dominant. You didn't know that Zach Ertz was going to, you know, set a record for receptions, but you bet on it. It is time for the Eagles to bet on Carson Wentz being their franchise quarterback for a very long time. And if you don't do it now, it's going to get so expensive. It gets into that same QB cap debate that we have. You want to make sure that you have extended time later on in that contract to fill it up with more free agents. And like we said, Howie won't have a problem moving around or kicking deals down or whatever to make that happen. But this window is open. Like with Deshaun, it's open again for a couple more years. I'm starting to feel that way. You have to do this now. Uh, it's it's going to be expensive and ugly, and the market can get reset at any time. I feel as though that that's what they need to do, James, and I would take the risk of Carson Wentz being bad because I don't think he's going to be or break every bone in his body, which, hey, I know that there's a lot of people that still think that, but I say sign him now, James. Yeah, look, I, that was another thing Spadaro implied. He he just tossed that in there. Oh, did he? I didn't talking miss that about, He was talking about all the things that they had to do this. All, he's like, listen, you know, there's a lot of things he has to consider for this offseason. He's like, well, Carson Wentz extension just dropped it in there. I thought that was really interesting. Um, and after that, Joe DeCamera asked him about the Wentz extension, and and Dave said something to the effect of it doesn't matter whether it's this offseason or next season because it's happening. Like Carson Wentz is their quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. That's it, period. So it doesn't matter whether they sign him this offseason or next offseason. He's going to be here. So, And that's kind of the mentality that you and I have had as well. So in that case, like, look, I just don't think it's going to be any cheaper next year. Why, why would it be any cheaper next year? I don't see any reason. Could it be the same? Sure, maybe, but it could also be a lot more. You know, if he goes yeah. out and has an MVP season, if he blah, 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 this and that, and sure you're taking a risk like you said, but I mean, you have to think about what type of injury would he have to have this season for the Eagles not to give him an extension or to get such a deep discount on it that it would matter. I mean, it would have to be a, a career-threatening injury. And and look, I know he had a bad leg injury, but career, I know he's, you know, and had injury struggles, but... Um, you know, I, I think it's unlikely that that, you know, knock on wood and everything, but you know, that's, that's something that you, you could bet on. And, um, yeah, if you're the Eagles bet on it, you know, getting a bit of a discount and taking that risk because that is unlikely to happen. But I think either way, he's going to be here for the long term. So I, I'm with you. I would be totally down for them to, to get it done 
this offseason? What was the first part of the question? I was just uh, before that, you got to answer. No, that was that was that was it. I was just saying they. That oh, was just it. Oh, okay. oh I thought, and I, I said two part question. I, I no, I said they got to do two things. They got to not trade for Jordan Howard. Was the first. Ah, one. that was it. Oh, because I had a take <laughs> on that in the sense that I'm fine with Jordan Howard. I, look, I don't, I don't want to give up anything of real value for him, and I don't think he would cost anything of real value, but. He's better than what they have now, so I would take him. Oh, you know what? Fine. I, I, he's getting he's getting traded one way or the other. Yeah. They just signed Mike Davis, so I think he's gone. But I'm fine with Jordan Howard. I wouldn't give up something of value for him. I get that. I, uh, you know what? I'm I'm wrong. Actually, if you want to, if you think that's the guy, and there's not a not anybody that you think you can afford that's comparable, I would actually rather you trade for him. I just changed my own mind. Oh, look at this. Because you mean I changed your mind, John. You're welcome. You, you did. You you, rem, <laughs> you reminded me of, of how smart teams are doing things right now. Because I even made a comment about it. When the Los Angeles Rams got the extra comp pick because they traded for, you know, Brandon Cook, so that doesn't really count against it and stuff like that, they earned comp picks and more comp picks because those don't count against it. I would rather you draft, or excuse me, trade for Jordan Howard than sign a running back because that makes up for loss. It adds to the formula. It does add something. It, it seems like that is something that they purposefully have been targeting yeah. guys with, or at least so far today. Who knows if it continues? But that's one of those things with the one-year contracts. Like how he's always looking for market inefficiencies, and maybe this is something he feels is a market inefficiency. And I, what I think happened, now, and now that I'm thinking about that too, I think the this was held up. Because uh, the there was, I actually don't know if the Eagles would have signed Deshaun Jackson. I think they wanted it to be a trade. You know, they they almost kind of. Well, he would have been cut anyway. If he had been cut, they could have still. It wouldn't have counted against the comp pick because he would have been cut, right? I yeah, but the Eagles sign him. If you sign like somebody, same, no, no, but the same thing. Malik Jackson, they signed him, and he doesn't count against the comp pick formula. I think because he was cut, right? Maybe that's what it is. Okay, I maybe I, 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 might I could be, be wrong about that because I mean, but that makes sense though, right? Because then it wouldn't go to the team because they cut him, so they wouldn't get any comp pick action for him. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> Where's Jimmy Kemsky when you need him? Uh, I, uh, I yeah, I th- I I I feel as though if you if you get like if you're not signing free agents to replace guys off of your on you know on your team or whatever like if you if you're ending up trading guys to fill those roles as opposed to you know signing Mike Wallace or signing whatever somebody can clarify that for, for us but uh that is something that I expect to kind of continue uh to happen and you know the Rams picked up on it the Patriots obviously picked up on it which is going to be fun because uh, there's going to be a lot more trades happening at the deadline, which is, I think, what the NFL wants because uh, they got jealous of the NBA uh, and all the fun that goes off of there. Um, there will be plenty more because I'm sure that there will be news uh, uh, and and whatever, and we will have Elliot Shore Parks one-on-one because I know that there's just today, like I'm seeing everything, and I think it would be cool to have a, a one-on-one with Elliot and just kind of go through all this stuff and see what he thinks about it and um, obviously want to get your takes too at Go Birds Pod. The only thing I'll leave you with, James, Devin Funches signed to the Colts for $13 million, a one-year deal. Yeah, apparently <laughs> apparently that's the max value of the deal they're saying, oh, like not okay. the base, oh, but still, right. still pretty aggressive. My goodness, Colts, slow down. Any other final thoughts, buddy? Yes. Uh, again, check out the Bryce Harper Twitter things. That's really cool. But um, uh, just take a second, Johnny, and, you know, I know that uh, – We've seen it coming for a while. This is not unexpected. We even knew where he was going for a while. But 
I fucking love you, Nick Foles. You are the <laughs> fucking man. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my soul. And I think I speak for so many Eagles fans out there. You are the man. You will never buy a drink here. You'll never buy a meal here. You'll never buy anything here. We will put you on our shoulders and carry you around the town if we need to. Uh, uh, We love you, Nick Foles. Good luck in Jacksonville. We'll be rooting for you, buddy. And uh, just love you, Nick Foles. Uh, Love you, Nick Foles. And I guess we can uh, close the uh, book on, uh, well, he doesn't play for the money, Uh, right? Oh, yeah. That argument's out the window with 50 million guaranteed. And good for him. Good Absolutely. For him not only did he win us everything and all that, but as I've mentioned many times on this show over the years, and, and you have echoed as well, there are few nicer people in sports than oh, yes. Nick Foles. He is as good a guy, and that part of it is all real. He is the nicest person you will ever meet. So I'm really psyched for him. Yeah, so am I. And uh, I honestly, I do wish Nick luck. Uh, the reality in my brain says, oh boy, am I so glad that I don't work for a Jacksonville blog that has to talk about Nick Foles as your full-time starter, his first time possibly playing all 16 games for an NFL franchise, and you paid him $22 million. Yahoo! Hope he doesn't turn back into a pumpkin. God bless you, Nick Foles. God bless all you guys that are listening to the Go Bird Spot episode 59 right here. Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys. Go Birds! No, I'm not drinking anything. I was chewing gum, but I just took the piece out of my mouth, so I'm not doing anything anymore. Interesting. Well, you know what time it is? What time? Oh, what's going on, Deshaun Jackson? Welcome home party. (laughs)